Okay, so I feel like we can never have enough practice doing box plots and histograms and summarizing a data set. So we, here we have the ages of various mothers, 30 of them, a sample of 30 mothers, uh, their age at their first birth. Um, the author is going to want us, so I took this from the Sullivan textbook, the author is going to want us to make a box plot for starters and discuss the shape of the distribution. So we hopefully have put the data in L1. If you're rusty with that, you're going to hit stat. You see edit, you hit enter, and you have your data in L1. Assuming that you get all the data in L1, um, you're going to hit second stat plot, second stat plot. You're going to make sure that plot is turned on, which it is, and highlight the one that looks like the modified box plot that displays outliers, which is that one right there. And then we know now that to view anything, you're going to have to hit zoom, and then page all the way down to zoom stat, depending on your calculator. Okay, So once we see the box plot, we see that there are no outliers, but we see something else. We see it seems like the distance from the box to the right edge is far longer than the distance you know, to the left edge. So we're thinking just solely by looking at this box plot that, it's th that we've got slight, it's not great, Slight right skew. Pen's being fussy there. Let me write that again. Slight. So we're thinking slight right skew just because the, the, uh, the tail is to the right. The easiest way to say that. Now, last class we said, yeah, but in order, to claim, in order to claim right skew, the mean has to be greater than the median. Okay. So let's perform that investigation. But first, let's also practice hitting trace. If you hit trace, you can slide over the box plot and view your five num sum. So now we know the low is 16, Q1 is 20, <coughs> the median is 23.5, Q3 is 26, and we see the high at 35, and there are no outliers because this box plot would have showed it if there were. Um, <coughs> if you had to make a sentence about the IQR, we should probably practice that. I'll make a little note to self here. Sentence regarding the IQR, the interquartile range. So your IQR is um, Q3 to Q1, the distance from Q3 to Q1. So Q1 is 20, and Q3 is 26. So if you make a sentence about that, 50% of the mothers were age 20 to 26 at their first birth. So a box plot shows you where the middle 50% of the observations lie. I'll say that again. 50% of the mothers were age um, were ages 20 to 26 at the first birth. I'll I'll hit pause. <laughs> yes. So just reiterating that. Um, the IQ, when you look at the IQR, the interquartile range, it's telling you where the middle 50% of the, of the data lie. So um, let's practice looking at the numerical descriptors. So stat, calculate, one variable statistics, hit enter. So we produce the mean age, um, the median, and let's go ahead and write all that down actually while we're at it. I think I'll scoop this over here. Okay, it'll let me 
do both. So I'm going to take the mean age, which was, what did it say, 24? So if I keep paging down, I can retrieve the five number summary on there as well. The, and the median, you see it's just slightly less, 23.5. Now remember, we said in order to claim right skew, the mean has to be bigger than the median. And it is, just by a sliver. That's why you can say just slight right skew. First of all, you don't have any outliers. So you're not, not going to claim heavy skew. And the fact that the, the mean is just a sliver higher than the median, slight right skew. That's what the author says in the, in the answer key as well. Um, let's go ahead and retrieve the standard deviation. Now that's the part that a lot of students goof up on. Which should I grab? Should I grab S or should I grab sigma? S. See that? How come? How come S? It's a sample, yeah. Yeah, 5.003. So you would retrieve S as your standard div, 5.003. Standard div. And of course, that's sample standard div. So yes, you always, with these kinds of problems, like when you're reporting something, just you know remind yourself, was it a sample or was it a population? So. All right, so so far we're looking at slight right skew. And we've reported some important numerical descriptors there, the, the mean, the median, and the standard deviation. And we could list the five num sum. Let's practice creating a histogram. So second stat plot, enter. Go down to histogram, hit enter. And then again, we know now to view anything, you're going to have to hit zoom stat, and you make sure your list is on L1. Zoom stat. You got your histogram. So, you know, if that were a test question, I would, what I would do is copy exactly what I see, and then I would put the class bounds and the frequencies on there. Now, in terms of retrieval of your class bounds and your frequencies, remember that you're just going to hit trace. So you're just going to hit trace, and now you can see five women were age 16 to 19. Now I trace over. Eight women were age 19 to 22. You know, nine women were 22 to 25. One woman was 25 to 28.6, et cetera. And three women were 28 to 30, close to 32. Three women were 31 to 35, and one woman was between 35 and 38. That was the 35-year-old. Um, both of my sister-in-laws gave birth last year at 41. And I had a student two semesters ago, first child at 50. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Okay, so at this moment, we have claimed, at this moment, we have claimed slight right skew for this distribution. So my question is, comment on the appropriateness of, of making generalizations of, about this data using the empirical rule. So what we know is that the empirical rule is only for, there we go, it's only for bell-shaped data. So I'm not supposed to use the empirical rule if I have skewed data. So what other rule would be better for me to use? Ah, okay. So if you were going to make generalizations, um, you could use Chebyshev's law um, to make generalizations. Um, now, just to play with that, a lot of people have issues with Chebyshev's theorem. I'll just reiterate that again. What does Chebyshev say? We're getting there. <laughs> what does Chebyshev say about the percent of women, with this example, about the percent of women um, 
who lie within 2.5 standard deviations of the mean. And what are the bounds on that? Well, let's, let's just start on that. Well, you're right. First, you always start by reciting um, Chebyshev's theorem. So at least 1 minus 1 over k squared, converted to a percent, must lie within k deviations of the mean. k is the number of deviations of the mean that you're looking at. So must lie within k deviations of the mean. So we're looking at 2.5 standard deviations away from the mean. So that's our k. All right, so should we just like plug that in? Should we just take 2.5 and plug it in? Yep, for starters, <laughs> for starters, so let's do that. Go ahead, crunch that out, I'll hit pause. Okay, so you crunch that out, that leads you to 0.84, which, which leads you as a percent to 84%. So Chebyshev says that at least 84% will lie within 2.5 standard deviations of the mean, but keyword at least, could, meaning could be more, that's like a lower bound. So at least 84% will lie within two and a half deviations of the mean. But what does that mean? So let's, let's kind of draw it. So what was the mean? That's why we kind of got those markers. The mean was, was it like 24? The page back and see. Yeah. yeah, the mean was 24 and the standard deviation was 5. So let's check that out. Let's draw it. So the mean is 24. If I walk out plus 1 sigma, I'd be at 29 because, you know, a, sta a standard deviation was 5 years, okay? So 84% have to lie within 2.5 standard deviations of the mean. Well, 2.5, really, it's like where's that going to put me? So what I would do is just take 2.5 and multiply it by 5. Okay, so 2.5 times 5 is 12.5. Okay, so now we know if we tack on 12.5 years to 24, where's that going to put you? Mm-hmm. So now we can kind of say, all right, 36.5, and now let's walk out down 12 and a half years. And where's that going to put you? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So if you think about it, Chebyshev is a very, it's like broad. Chebyshev's theorem is a wide range, right? Of course, think about what he says. He says at least 85% are going to lie. So at least 85 or 84% of the women are going to be between 11 and a half and 36 and a half. Well, of course, because look at that. Look at that. That's a broad territory right there. So now if you actually went back to your raw data, and counted how many women were between 11 and a half and 36 and a half. What would, if you went back to your raw data, how many of these women, and there's an interesting thought, how many of these women were between 11 and a half and 36 and a half? Oh, all of them. And that's what Chebyshev says. See, it's a, he says at least 84%, but possibly more. And in fact, in this case, it's all of them. So Chebyshev has more leeway than empirical rule. So, hope that helps.